What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Dame DNYDC, host of the Two Mics Up podcast. Back today with a brand new episode. I have a couple of amazing guests, in my opinion, you know, that are really renowned in their field. And we're going to sit here and we're really going to talk about something that I find and I think is very important that we talk about in our community. And before we actually get to that topic, I'm going to step back for a minute. I'm going to allow our guests to take a few moments to introduce themselves to you and give you a little bit of information about their background. So uh, if you will, Ms. Kimberly McLemore, will you please take a few minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners? I certainly will. Can everybody hear me okay? All right. Awesome. And again, as uh, he announced, my name is Kimberly McLemore and I am the CEO and founder of the Women's Small Business Initiative, as well as I am the host of the podcast, Your Resource for Success, right here on iHeartRadio and many other platforms. And what I do is I teach people how to utilize their voice in a manner of either writing a book or learning how to start their own podcast, um, teaching especially women a way to catapult themselves by realizing the importance of their voice. So that's what I do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. And awesome. not to be left or without further ado, can Ian and Rose Burke, can you please take a moment to introduce yourselves to our listeners this evening? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my name is Rose Burke, and I am the CEO of Burke Business Consulting Firm. My consulting firm, we build apps and websites really to grow your business or websites that we create and build. It's not just your regular Joe Schmo website. We build it in with sales funnels to really generate your profit and making sure that you are successful in whatever business venture that you are embarking on. Um, We also do business consulting. It's a full scale business consulting firm. So we can help you out in any aspect of your business. And this is my husband, Ian. Um, good evening, beautiful people. <laughs> and thank you. This is my lovely wife, Rosemary Burke. Um, so I, I've been in sales for the last 25 years. I'm the senior VP of sales for BBC firm. Um, uh, that is the entity that Rose and I own together, I do have an individual entity in which I am a life coach with my niche and a life coach um, uh, uh, space is in communication in relationships. So I deal mainly with couples, um, emotions, healing emotions, and healing relations. I don't believe in the D word, the ugly D word. And if you find yourself (laughs) that close, but you want one more chance, please reach out to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to have to uh, get in touch with you. We're working on some other things. Might have to have you come back. We got some other things in the work, but that's good to know, Ian. I did not know that. So thank you for sharing. So today we're talking about, you know, the the big thing that uh, we did a poll on last month. Why don't we support black businesses? And in our poll, we found for us, it centered really around four things and we're going to go ahead and really get into those four things and i'm going to allow at the end you know so everybody stay tuned i'm going to allow our our panel to go ahead and share some of their views and thoughts and opinions or maybe how we can change the narrative so please stay tuned make sure you know you stick around to the end and one of the things you know that we found in this in this poll and like i say it was no particular order 
but I'm just going to start with this one because I think this one is kind of important no matter where you live or where you come from when you're looking for a black business. Sometimes they're just hard to find. And, you know, with that, you know, like what can we do or what ways can we go about maybe improving, uh, you know, where we can find that information or how that information can be shared? And I'm going to start with Ian and, and Rose on that question. Google. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let me preface what I'm going to say by saying this. Um, Tulsa wasn't hard to find. As a matter of fact, it was one of the most popular places um, in the United States at the time. Mm-hmm. In its popularity, it was unpopular. It was unpopular for um, that Black community to be thriving in the way they did. Um, with such sustenance, with such vigor and such force. And <laughs> to answer the question, um, we have been taught not to look for it. Mm. It's mm. not that it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. We've been taught not to look for it because nothing good will come of it anyway. And mm-hmm. that initiative has been over-marketed. Uh, and we've been indoctrinated into thinking that there's nothing good that's going to come from looking in that direction anyway. So let me not even look to begin with. So even if there were devices um, set in place, even if there were GPS routers um, to point to uh, a Black-owned business, it, it is not cool, for lack of a better word, to even look in that direction. Mm. That's very interesting. I, I never thought yeah, of that, that way. No, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about what what Ian said. You know, I never really thought of it in that way. Um, You know, like I said, with Google technology and everything else, uh, maybe that's even made made us lazier and even wanting to go look for those things. Correct. So I think that was a very good point. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rose. What were you going to say? No, not at all. I was just going to piggyback off what he said. It's really conditioning, right? Because Mm -hmm. when you look at commercials on TV of certain things, um, you don't see a lot of people of our color, right? Mm -hmm, So we're mm -hmm. conditioned to think not only that someone else or that particular race is right, that's Mm -hmm. the only one that has that business, and they're the one that has the best product. Mm -hmm. Now, most people think, oh, oh, it's the best product, but the best product is really the best known product, right? Right. It's not necessarily the best product. Correct. It's hmm. just the best marketed, the best known. So I think that all go- goes back to really marketing and the way how we've been conditioned. Hmm. That's yeah. an interesting take. And I, I see you over there, Kimberly. I, I saw you <laughs> shaking your head. You go and I saw you writing down some notes. What what's your take? What is your take on that? Well, to kind of piggyback on what everybody's been saying, it's absolutely been a conditioned scenario, but we also have to, I'm going to play here the kind of the devil's advocate that we have to get beyond just being conditioned and beyond making the excuses of, well, we weren't trained, we weren't taught, we weren't this, we weren't that. Um, it's it's at the point where today we have more um options available that we can research it, that we should be able to understand what's available by taking the time to learn versus expecting somebody else to show it to us. And also um, when it comes down to our communities, I'm originally from Davenport, Iowa, where it's predominantly an all white community, but I'm here and uh, I've been now in the uh, Washington DC area for more than 15 years. And the dynamic of differences, it's amazing even here, how many black owned businesses that we have in the community, but you still 
don't see the support. You still don't always see that there are tons of black community owned businesses here and people are not really supporting. They're not being advertised. And a part of that problem is not because we should be expecting somebody else to do it. We should be doing it ourselves as a community. And I think that's where it's really an issue for me is that there's not enough. It's the mindset that has to change. And until we change our mindsets, we're always going to continually be down this path of, well, we're conditioned. We're still um, haven't been taught we this and we that. Yes, that is the honest truth that that was the circumstances and still is for a lot of people, but we have to definitely learn to change our mindset. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of the things that, you know, you both were saying though, and I'm just curious though, you know, like you said, Kim, being here in the DMV, uh, being from New York, you know, things seem like they've changed. We have gotten lazy and I'm just trying to, how do we improve the communication? Because I think really for black owned businesses coming up, that's kind of how it was done, you know, in the community. Like you kind of knew through word of mouth right. how or where to right. go. Mm -hmm. How do we get back to that or how do we use the technology per se? You know, and I think maybe for, for Ian and, and Rose, this might be a little in your wheelhouse with, with mm -hmm. you know, programming and web development. Like how do we as people of color hone in on that tool to make it more effective and make that communication or that connection uh, with our community. Yeah, I, I truly believe um, if the wheel isn't broke, right, mm -hmm. don't try to fix it, right? So okay. if you, if the thing that we do, we you, you should study bigger companies, right? You, you're you striving to be the next Google or the next Apple. So you look at, probably study the background, the Airbnb, study the background of how these companies became who they are and at the bottom line they had a stellar marketing plan right mm. um mm. we can't just as kimberly said we can't we need to absolutely take advantage of the technology mm. i i can't tell you how many businesses i come across where either they don't have a website or they just have a standard website they don't even have a sales funnel built in so mm. how is it that they're expecting to receive that promotion or that support when they're not even marketed mm. in the way that they should be, right? So it's not only about consumers um, finding them and we're looking them up and Googling at this time and age. We, as owners, have to also change our mindset, right? Mm. To really be out there and be marketed a little bit better. People don't want to spend money on marketing, but I guarantee you, if you do, you will definitely see an ROI return on your investment. Well, let me just let me just speak to um, her last point about most people not wanting to spend money on marketing. Um, if we want to take watch the Super Bowl, look at any one of those commercials, and then Google the cost. Right? If these companies thought it'd be fit to spend millions on 30 seconds, but you can't spend a, a couple of hundred dollars to get your name out there. Mm. Again, this goes yeah. back to what Rose said about um, not having the best brand, but being the best known. Everyone has a baby who looks out for Pampers. Why? Right. Because Pampers did a stellar job at marketing their brand's name, mm -hmm. which is Pampers. But the, the product is actually called diapers. But no one says, hey, mm -hmm. can you buy right. diapers? Or Band-Aid, right. right? Or Band-Aids. It's the same thing. It's not called a Band-Aid. It's a bandage, but Band-Aid is the brand. But we've mm -hmm. come to know it that well. Stanley, Steamer, you name it. 
you sing the jingle, that's because of repetition. Marketing. They put it out there so often. And we tend to tend to get scared, even making a post. You know, we have a business idea and we put the post out there and then we say to ourselves, oh man, I think I posted too many times this week. Yeah. That yeah. same thing over and over again. Well, what yeah. are you trying to do? You're trying to indoctrinate people. You're trying to get that okay. message out there over and over again for them to see if they're sick of it. They know it. That's the whole idea, right? right. But one of the things that we're doing here at, at, at BBC Firm is, especially with our website and our, um, our our app clients, is we're teaching what the new dynamic is. And the new dynamic mm-hmm. is going after that real estate space. What is that real estate space, you ask? Great question. The new real estate space is right here. What do I mean mm-hmm. by that? Everyone. Yeah. Yes. It's like this. The entire world. Mm-hmm. If you look at the back bush of Africa and a, and a countryman happens to have a phone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, like yeah. it's true. So how are you going to be found? People don't go to, go, people aren't using maps and regular GPS. They're not looking at store to store and addresses anymore. It's it's all pin dropped. So mm-hmm. if, if you're not here, then it's really difficult for you to be found. So your 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 URL needs to be bookmarked. Yeah. Your, um, your app needs to be on the first or second page of everyone's device. Right. And that's how we start to um, find ourselves in a place where we can be found. So now we're teaching people to buy for that space by over-marketing. By over-marketing, um, yeah. Is idea. It's correct. You can't right. under-market, but you, I mean, you can under-market, but you could never over-market. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask because Kim, I know that's, again, even in your field, you know, and with people that, you know, well, the women that you come in contact with, the business women, you know, is that something that you're, you're high on as well, you know, uh, in, in educating them on and when they're dealing with their business on a day to day? Absolutely. Absolutely. The biggest part is, is too, a big part of it we're talking is branding. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't even know what their brand is and they don't even know what products, their services they want to provide. So if you're stuck there, how is anybody going to believe in what you have as a business? Right. Mm-hmm. And so a big part of what I do is that once, you know, we figure out the small business and I'm, I'm a huge advocate of doing business plans. A lot of what um, Ian and Rose have been talking about, you have to have a plan. You can't, you yeah. know, out yeah. here really nilling it is yeah. not going to be a successful business. You may be a success overnight, but will you last is the key. Right. And, and then, of course, we have um, programs like these, you know, having a podcast show, writing a book, all these things that you can do to market yourself and to br- bring your product and services out as an expert is a way for people to know who is this black owner. The one thing that I've learned um, being in business, I've seen many uh, business owners who are minority owned, black owned, they won't even put themselves, their faces out there right. until they have able to been able to build their product or services. They'll utilize other people within the organization and their community in order to build that business because people will initially see black before they see business. So right. when they can get past the color and realize that they have a rep, uh, you know, a reputation here, and they have a great um, business that they can utilize because of the services. Then they continue to grow. But obviously, we want to get past that because we shouldn't have to have to go through that process. But it's a reality, and mm-hmm. it is still a reality, and it's not going to go away overnight. But a big part I've seen when it comes to businesses that people don't even know what they want to brand, don't even know what services they want to provide. So how can you market something you have no idea where you're going and who right. are you looking? to be your supporters or be your consumers, right? Right. So, uh, you know, it's great that we have all the the ideas, but it's getting those initial starts that I think they're the most important piece before you can even move forward to that, even to be supportive. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't care whether you're black, white, green, or yellow. If I have no clue who you are, what you're doing, what you're providing, <laughs> right. I'm not going to support you. 
Right. And, and, that, and that's the reality of business and, and branding. And even if you have the best pampers in the world, doesn't mean I want to purchase them. But you're right. We do pay more attention to those items that stand out only because we know that they're great at what they're doing. I, I laugh every night when I see a new Geico commercial. I just love Geico. I hate the service <laughs> of insurance. I just love the commercial, right? I mean, it's it's funny. I'm never going to change yeah. my insurance, but it's always something that stands out because they have marketed this so well at what yeah. they do to get you to listen. And even if it's if it's only one person out of a thousand, they're still getting that their services being, That's you know, correct. promoted, and somebody is actually going to purchase that insurance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's the same process because what they've learned is that insurance is boring. So how can we get people to pay attention? Because we know you got to have it. It's a reality. We all know when we have to drive a car. Whether we ever get an accident, you still got to have that insurance. But how right. do we make people constantly come to you? It's no different than what we have to do for our own businesses. Mm. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Well, we, we move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I want to piggyback on a point that um, Kimberly was making about not knowing um, your your brand's identity to begin with or what it is that you want to market. Um, So shameless plug, one of the things that we do here at BBC Firm is we offer free consultation. And, and, you know, even though um, our meat and potatoes are the websites and and the apps, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things that we like to do is to consult people. We like to get people on the right track, on the right road. I mean, I'll tell you this, people have come to us saying that, hey, I, I want the world in this app. And it's like, you know, I think getting a website. Yeah, I think yeah. you need to refine yeah. that a little bit. So yeah. we actually give direction. Yeah. But we don't just give direction to the people who are coming to us. We're actually looking for the people who have that idea. They've just been laying on their under their pillow, but have all those fears. And we want to just lift that pillow up and say, hey, we did it. And this mm-hmm. is how you can do it too. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I have to ask then, because that kind of led me to kind of put this one next because now that we've talked about you know the branding and the marketing and being able to communicate where to find the black owned business well then we take a trip or we make a call and when you do find the business they're closed during the hours of operation so, so, you know, there's a lot of layers to this, you know, because I, I want to go out and support. I find it. You know, they have what I I found something online and they have it there. And I want to go, uh, you know, like you say, I Google, I Google maps my, my directions and I drive the place, says they're open. What the hell? Nobody's here. So I know for me as a consumer, I know how it makes me feel. But I want to start with you, Kim. You know, once you've gone through all of that, because I'm pretty sure we all laugh and we've all experienced it once <laughs> or twice in our life. You know, how how does that make you feel? And, and really, you know, really the other parts to that, like, how do you address that? You know, and what do you do? You know, whether it be with the owner or the store or whatever it may be. Well, the first of all, first, I'm going to answer the first question of how it makes me feel disgusted. Okay, (laughs) You know, you just you get so tired of the attitude that people take that they don't value your 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 being a consumer. And then but at the same time, you want us to respect your business. Right. So it goes twofold. And so I think a lot of times when we have individuals who don't 
truly understand the importance of business and don't value their consumers, then I'm not going to support you. And that's that's really kind of the end of it. But in order to get them to come around the corner on that, you know, they have to be told, you know, they have to be aware of, you know, hey, why are you not open today? You know, these are your hours. What's going on? Can Is there something that we can do to help you? Or is there something that, um, you know, you can do differently so that we as consumers can come here and support you. But uh, the big part of it is is attitude and mindset. It's this thing of I'm in business and, you know, I can do whatever I want. Well, that's not necessarily true. You absolutely need to um, be open the hours that you say you're going to be open so that we can be a, a support to your business. But if you're not willing to do that, and you're never going to be able to build the business the way that you really should be able to build it. So, so. Ian, Rose, uh, I, I heard you both laughing as well. You know, so I'm, I'm going to open the floor to, to, to each of you. You know, <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, nah. I can tell she's ready to go left. She's ready to go left on that question. Right. You, 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 you know, I think I love about our, our dynamic is that we're each other's thermometers. So it's kind of like, you know, all right, turn down, turn up, turn up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know the thing I love about uh, just just random questions is is nostalgia, right? Like where right. does it take you when you hear it for the first time? Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a place mm-hmm. and sitting and waiting for it to be opened past its open hours. Wow. And of course, we're talking about um, a black-owned business. And let's be real, right? It's usually a combo. It's, it's, you get you get a combination of one, two, three punch. It's not just a one-two punch because, <laughs> because one. Let's be real. You're sitting there waiting. That's the, one, right? the next punch when they pull up is the attitude. It's like, well, yeah. you, know, you so what? And then <laughs> the other punch is that you want to say something about it, but it's a reoccurring thing. Mm. You know, it's, not, it's not like a one-time thing where the guy's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I had an emergency. This will right. never happen again. It's kind of like, oh, it's like you got here before me. Okay. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good for you. Glad you're glad you're yeah, first. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make me sad. It's just it it just makes me look down the hill. What it makes me, what I mean by that is um is because whenever we talk about a legacy and we talk about how we how we scribe our legacies through our through the time that we have, what we don't consider is our legacy of living, right? The things that other people see that's projected from our lives onto other people. Mm-hmm. And and now we're, we're talking about business. And I'm I'm talking about, you know, the the young man or the young woman who came to that business and experienced that same thing. And maybe one of their dreams was to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they wanted to open a, a brick and mortar or what have you. But this is what we're seeing from our people. So is this the expectations? So now they don't have that heightened expectation. They, they may have a fire, right? But it's mm-hmm. not a blaze as, right. it, as it ought to be because... Because that guy's not pulling on his full potential, the people who are watching can't pull on their full potential. Yeah. And that makes me feel sad when I think about it. All this, and, and even trying to have that conversation with the guy, it's like, it was the same thing last week and the week before. <laughs> so, you know, just in, in that point, though, because that was one of really like my subtopics, because I've experienced something like that. And so, like, how did you really go about addressing it with, let's say, the owner. Because I know a lot of times, and and this is one of the things, honestly, that frustrates me with our people. So I understand Black-owned business, and you have that repetition. But a lot of times, we're quick to go to Yelp and all of that and disbash 
bash the business, which you have every right to. But I think if we if we are to get better as a community, I'd like to have a conversation with that owner. Like, hey, you know, I, I and explain to him, look, I did all of this to come come out of take my time, come out of out my way to come support you. You know, I think you should do better or you can do better because this is not the first time. And they usually know that. I mean, after a while, you know, you, you kind of become, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of become, a, a, I don't want to say a sore thumb, but like we've had this conversation before. Yeah. So like, how do you feel we should handle it? Like, like, should that be the best way to handle it, Kim? And, I, and I'll start with you, Kim, you know, in your opinion. I think it's fine to do that. But if you find that the person's just never going to be receptive because they continue to do that, they're not going to really hear what you're going to say. Mm. And um, kind of like what Ian was just saying a few minutes ago, that is this attitude of, oh, well, it's great that you made it. I, you know, I'm glad you're here, but it's already showing you how can you really have a good conversation with the person who's already built that retention of, well, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so of course you're going to eventually start to have that same tone because they're not respecting right. anything that you're going to say. So you have to really kind of, it's kind of like that situation of, you know, am I going to fight flight or flight? You know, what is, mm-hmm. what is it really worth to you as an individual? And yes, you do want to be support supportive if, as much as you can, but you're showing your support by showing up. Mm-hmm. And if that person is not willing to adhere to coming to, to coming in on time, what else is there to say? How often do you have to constantly reinvent the wheel and repeat yourself because you have an individual who does not have enough um, consideration for himself or for his business or for his community or for his consumers? So it's going to get to the point where, you know, you're really you're what's the, the phrase that they use? You know, you're, you're constantly um, preaching to the choir. Yeah. And you're getting no result. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, just to piggyback, I completely agree with Kimberly. Um, just to piggyback off that too, that one of the things that I tend to do, um, I because I am a business owner myself, I always voice my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless whether you're black, blue, white, <laughs> I will always voice my opinion. Don't okay? feel bad. Don't feel bad, Ian. I I know, I know. It's really constructive criticism because Mm -hmm. initially I approach you in love, you know? So for particular, for Black-owned businesses, Black-owned businesses, I would look at them and like, you know, hey, sis, hey, bro, um, you were supposed to be open at nine and I've been here Mm -hmm. since nine and it's now 11. And I know you saw me waiting at 11, but my time is money and your time is money. You could have made, and I really make it a session to really force to educate them. And I'm sure they're annoyed at me mm-hmm. because I'm annoyed that I have to have this conversation with you. Right. So I don't understand. So I guess we're going to be both annoyed people, but I'm going <laughs> right. to with respect. But I do. Can I say just one thing on that? I'm sorry. When when you're done yet. Now, I think the one thing that we do have to get out of the the mindset of is constantly coddling our people. Mm. You know, it's it's business. You're either going to be in business or you're not going to be in business. And if you just don't have the wherewithal to be a business owner, then you might need to rethink what it is that you're doing, Mm. because, you know, it doesn't just affect the people that are standing there waiting to get through the door, it affects everything they do in business. That means bills aren't going to get paid. You know, you're, you're not going to bring in the income that you need to bring in in order to support your business. So, you know, we've got to get past this thing of saying our people have to constantly be coddled because they don't understand. No, you absolutely understand when you're carrying that type of attitude that you don't want to open up on time every day. Right. I mean, that, that, that becomes an attitude that's no longer 
just saying, I just don't get it. You know, I need help. And so I think we we really need to be, make people be more um, receptive of, of what we're saying and what we're hearing and, and to them. But at the same time, we they, they need to be uh, educated on, hey, you're either going to be in business or not. And if you don't want my support, then we need to move on because there are other black business owners who do you know, are respectful and of, right. of the consumer and right. want our support. So right. you got to get pe- deciding do you want to continue to coddle them and hold them. You know, we can continue to make them accountable. But my thing is, you know, accountability is is green. You know, you hmm. want the business that, that we support and the and the color of that is green. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's it's making the money that we need to make in order to you know, be a, a continued business, you know, and we need to have those consumers in order to make that business successful. Mm, yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree with you. Um, mm. Initially, though, if I go into a business and they are, um, I don't know, late or, you know, they're not open during their hours, I absolutely let them know. Mm-hmm. I think that's just the consultant <laughs> nature in me, letting them know how much they're damaging their business by their operation. And I go through a whole spiel, and I'm sure they don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that is my nature. I'm to tell you that you are messing up, and you're just not messing up for you because you have to think about, as Ian said, that little boy that's watching you, that little mm-hmm. girl that's looking at you and saying, Wow, I want to be like that someday. You know, you have so much. I love that uh, movie, Seven Degrees of Separation, because we are so connected and people just don't realize it. Right. right? right. So for me, I always let them know. And even to the point where I am not going to support them anymore, mm. I let them know. I am not going to support them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> of oh. these situations. Oh, look, I don't mean to cut you but I'm just going to, Ian, you can blink. Blink if you need help. I can tell <laughs> I can tell you've been down this road and I only say that lovingly because my wife is the same way but that's a break if you need help I know because I've been there and all I'm saying though because then I know what your wife will do after she goes to hers babe right right and then yeah. right, so, right so that means it's your turn to get it so I, I get it it's okay it's okay bro this blank pineapple is the safe word like whatever <laughs> right no I, I agree with you I agree with you and Rose's point you know, what we're talking about as I said at the beginning about speaking to the emotion of business right now mm-hmm. there's two ways to handle this you can be passive or you can be aggressive but mm-hmm. I would opt for a third way which is a passive aggressive way with love and education like if you're going to say something and you want it to be constructive You've got to remove your anger, right? Because then you're going to be just just barking a, at a wall. You're not going to get any any reaction. But if you want to talk about something if you, that I, I really want to help you, right? I really want to tell you not just how I feel, but how this impacts you. Let me give you some education. Maybe I could say um, something about your neighbor's bottom line or how other people in these units are doing as far as making their bills. On what, whatever it is that I can come up with constructively in that moment to show you how you're hurting your business right. and the community, like Kim said, um, and, and and the same for, for Rose's point, is to make sure that when we are addressing um, these people, if we do in fact say, we're, I'm going to address the business owner, that we're doing it in a way that provides them value and not your emotion. Well, you know, I'm glad yeah. that you said that because all of that really ties into the next 
thing that we found in our poll, you know, which so now you've done all of this and you've gone through the conversation. But even sometimes before you get to the owner, per se, the staff, uh, the mood of the establishment, uh, for better words, um, you know, it's just that total lack of professionalism that we find today that's exhibited, you know, like it's your fault. And everything that you said, but I mean, like, how do you even uh, maneuver through all of that? Like, you know, I know for me, living in the DMV, you know, it's not New York. I've been down here for a minute, but I know my first my first instinct is to cuss everybody out. And no. <laughs> that, that, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, that's just my first instinct. Well, let, and you know, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to become a better person and a better human being. And some days I find it difficult. So, you know, like when you're met with that type of, you know, sucking of the teeth and, you know, dropping your, let's say your food or your order or, you know, I hate, and this is my pet peeve. I've gone to stores and I've had young men and women take my money. I put my money in your hand and they take my change and they throw it back at me. And I've snapped. So I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to woo some. But I'd be interested in, like, how do you deal or handle situations like that? And, Kim, I'll let you open up with that question. <laughs> um, well, you know, on the latter, I, I probably would have did what you did at some point. Uh, you know, you do mm-hmm. get frustrated. So, But at the same token, one thing I have learned is that I let them know that I do not have to be here and mm-hmm. I can take my business elsewhere. Um, if that's the type of uh, customer service that I'm going to receive. And I think the biggest problem is that uh, a lot of the business don't remind their staff and their employees that the consumer is the most important person, because without us, you will not succeed in that restaurant, in that uh, wherever you're at store, whatever the case may be. And so I think the biggest thing is, is the mindset of, you know, don't bring your problems here to the job. You know, you are here to you know, support this business here. You know, you work for this company, so you're replica. You're a replica of who we are. And so, when I see that people are starting to to go down that path and they get that arrogant attitude, and you know, like I said, or, you know, don't want to serve you properly, or don't want to bag your groceries, or just have that attitude. Period. I, I have a tendency, and I have done it. I will walk out. Mm-hmm. I won't pay for anything. I won't do anything. I'm like, nope. This, this is how I'm going to be treated. I refuse to have to deal with that. And I also will talk to the manager or the owner to let them know that they have got to do better with their staff. And then the Better Business Bureau, we go, oh, oh I've done that. Oh, yeah. And then we'll write the Yelps and all that, too. Oh, okay. you know, because Absolutely. It's important. And you know, what Rose said, it is important because one thing I've learned with Better Business Bureau, and I've had this experience myself where I hired individuals. They did not do their job. We had a full contract. I had to sue the individual. I made sure business, Better Business Bureau was my best friend. Mm. You know, you have to learn to make people understand that business is business and you will respect the contracts. You will respect that business and you will honor that contract. And if you don't, there is a consequence for everything that you do, good or bad. Absolutely on that one. Absolutely. Uh, Rose, Ian? (laughs) <laughs> pineapple, pineapple. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for jumping in there. Cause I see it. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you how my mind works. Sometimes I just have to sift through um, the 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 treasure trove of things that go through. But the the first um, thing that came to mind when you posed that question was. Um, if I'd gone to a church and the ushers were cursing, mm. 
would I want to meet the pastor? Yeah, I would want to meet the pastor to let him know that his ushers are cussing. But if he's cussing too and it's top down, then I'm not sitting in the pews. I'm walking out, right. like somebody right. said. Mm-hmm. You know, I and 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 so so let's expand this a little bit because I know we're focused on on black owned businesses, but having been in sales and customer service for the last 25 years, I was the um the, for the last 10 years up until 2020, I was the um, business consultant for Ray Ban. So okay. I, I delved in customer service and um, and sales daily, yeah. right? It's what yeah. we did daily. So I started to pride myself on it because when I actually started that company, I started in the customer service department. And then I was um, promoted to actually teach customer service, not to run the customer service department, but to teach customer service to let's say the folks who needed to learn it <laughs> okay. right? because we hire people mm-hmm. and sometimes we just hire people out of necessity we don't really vet them um we don't have a, a, a model we don't have a mantra that we march to we don't have um a status quo set for our businesses or whatever the case may be what we do is we have a bottom line and we have somebody at the cash register mm-hmm. but what we don't consider is that everyone is a salesperson that is marching under the banner of whatever your um, your brand is. And they're also a part of the identity of your company. Right. And we've gone places and been severely hungry. I mean, roaring like a lion <laughs> and sat there for far too long for someone to just walk over and go, oh, um, what you need? Right, right, right. As a matter of fact, nothing from you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> great. And, and we'll get up and make an exit yeah. because Here's 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 the thing, and it was something that that Kimberly said, and I don't remember um, verbatim, but I remember the spirit of it. And I'm trading my money for value, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to turn over my cash, right, for no value. I don't care how convenient it is. I need value. That's yes. that's the most important thing. So when I find out someone is not providing value, it makes me less inclined to even want to have the conversation. I actually mm-hmm. want to spend my money somewhere getting value. Now you can tell. The difference between a hiccup and a character flaw yeah. in business. Mm-hmm. Right? Some yeah. people make mistakes, and that's okay. And that, you know, we roll with the punches and, and, and we work it out. But you can tell a character flaw where this is the normality from the boss All to the, the way down. Yeah, I'm, I'm why fight that battle? You you bring that's a very that's a very valid point, and I guess you know all of that really tied in. You know, and looking through the, these questions that and the feedback that we got kind of ties into really the last thing, you know, which could have been really one of the first things. But I save it for last because I think this a lot of times in our community, um, it's kind of like the biggest gripe that you always hear. And, you know, we're talking about cost, cost, cost. Man, why your stuff cost so much? Wow, man, give me a break. Hook me up, D. Hook me up, man. Oh, I like that shirt. Let me get, let me get a hook. I don't hear nobody asking Jeff Bezos with no hookup. Well, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, um, why? You know, I mean, for me, being a, a business owner, I understand why some of my prices on some things may be a little higher than others, and. Not to say it's justified or not, but in my opinion, either you're going to buy it or not, and that's that's really the second question. But do you feel, you know, and I'll start with you, Ian and Rose. Do you feel, you know, for black businesses, not only to stay in business, how do you feel about those slightly higher? I'm not saying 100, percent but I can understand, you know, 20, 
25 maybe uh, you know I'm, I'm dancing but you know how do you feel about those slightly higher prices for black businesses well um to answer that question i feel as though um when you look at i think price should be comparative to value right mm -hmm. so if the business is bringing me a certain value i don't mind paying that price mm -hmm. i think we have a certain stigma as just people as a whole that I don't think it's only black people. I think everyone wants a deal, right? Right, right? I have a number of different friends from different races that they also will talk down a price right. and they will also look for a deal. But mm -hmm. the thing that I tell my clients and people who I do consult consulting with for their businesses, I tell them never lower their price, Right. just increase your value. Right. That's the only thing you need to increase, mm -hmm. right? So for me, when someone says, I need a website and I know what I'm bringing, I'm not bringing you a regular website. I'm bringing a website with a sales funnel bring, built in. I'm guaranteeing SEO so your website is coming up on the top of Google searches. Mm -hmm. I'm making sure that your sales number, you're profitable. So for me, I'm not going to lower my price because I know the value that I bring to you. So that's what I tell all my clients when they say, oh, do you think my price is too high? I say, let's not discuss your price. Let's look at the value that you're bringing your customer. Now, if your value doesn't match your price, I tell you to increase your value mm -hmm. so that it can be comparative to your price. That you're not, you know, the only, I feel like, and this is just maybe my opinion, but I feel like the only time people compare or complain about prices is when they don't see the value that they're mm. getting. So if that means, that doesn't mean that my company is valuable. That means that there's another way that I have to show you right. how much value I'm bringing to you. Right. Because we tend to, we tend to do business um, uh, in, in a standard way. Yeah. This is what I'm selling. This is what um, this costs, right? And we tend not to, <laughs> we tend not to educate our customers and that education um, is, should be endowed with features and benefits, right? So right. now I feel like, and, and this is one of the things that we found um, uh, that was successful in some uh, in some uh, uh, former business ventures we were in. Mm -hmm. And we saw how our peers did it and how they made their money. And they made a lot of money. Um, was it coded with integrity? I don't think so. However, the way that we found um, to get a lot of recurring customers and um, just to build good relationships and good network was to not just take your docs mm -hmm. from you and then provide you with um, the finished product. It's to invite you in and say, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fry this fish up for you. I'm gonna show you how to fish for yourself." So we right. teach people in that way, mm -hmm. and they feel more secure. And now, when they look at the dollar amount, I know exactly why I'm paying what I'm paying because I'm getting this, I'm getting that, I'm getting this. And they're really nice people, and they invited me to their barbecue or something like that. You know, whatever. <laughs> right? And Kimberly, right. up your aisle, right? Because from your intro, you know, you educate people, mm -hmm. and that's how you know you add value to them by educating them, by them feeling like they're not just paying for a service and they, that's all they're getting. Not only that, they're they're learning more, they're growing more. Right. They can not only increase themselves but their business. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I think just increasing the value itself. It's not really about the price. And then mm -hmm. and then you gotta ask the question. Within that question is is 
overpriced when compared to what? What are we talking about? Are we talking about right. a good a service? You know, right. And now, and now, with that good and service, to whom are you comparing my business? Because if I'm providing something that Walmart has, Walmart has more buying power. Exactly. Before, right. right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Now, because they have more buying power, they can offer you a lower price. However, um, one of the things that that I that uh, I did in corporate is also was to have this thing called a fireside chat. And with that fireside chat, we spoke to um, the president and, and different people in leadership, and they just they took leadership from different departments, myself included, and asked us, "What do you think the issue is? Why are we so disconnected um, in so many different departments within the within the company?" And my answer was um, lack of intimacy. And mm -hmm. the, the reason the reason is because we're too big. How many people right. go to a huge church yep. and never knew that a neighbor went to the same church oh, as opposed yeah. to a small church where everyone knows each other? So what we did was we broke up into into subgroups and intermingled the department so everyone knew what it is that um, each one did. And I think that's one of the things that that gets lost that mm -hmm. that intimacy, Agreed. right? So when when your client knows you and they know the value you bring, you never have to worry about your mm -hmm. price. Agreed on that. And and Kimberly, I want to allow you to take a few minutes to also touch in on that because I, I see I see you smiling. You know, <laughs> well, you know. I I definitely agree with everything that Ian and Rose are saying, because at the end of the day, it is about value, but also the attitude for me is that you get what you pay for. Um, you know, so if for me, I, a big part of what I do is consulting with people about writing books. So you can't just, you can go out and just write, but what else do you do beyond writing? So it's always getting, like I said, the education that you need to have in order to be, to be a successful author. So I'm an award-winning author. Do you want to be an award-winning author? Or do you just want to be an author? So, you know, it's all those types of things that we're talking about it is about value and when i have somebody say to me that well i can learn this for free i said yeah you're right you can you can google everything you want but can you actually put the content together do you really understand what you're actually getting yourself into do you understand the law so there's all these things that we're talking about is not just about the product it's always about the services that you're providing and i think so when people feel that they cannot initially you know or financially support that you know i will definitely find ways or I want to look around and say, what is the best thing? What is the most important thing that stands out for you that you need to do right now? And I think that's the other conversation that needs to be had because we all know when we come into business, we, everybody wants to jump in on all fours because they think that they have all the answers and they can do everything. And the reality is it's really truly understanding what is it that you can afford to do and why you want to do what you're doing so that you can, um, we can support you and that financially it is good for you. But at the same token, it is a situation of, um, you know, you do have to, you, you get what you pay for. And if you're not willing to pay for that, then you do have the right and the option to go and search something else. But, you know, as business owners, and not just about being black business owners, but as business owners, we have us, we have to support our businesses. We may have um, staff that we have to pay for. We have other things we do. It's not just about what comes in our pockets. It's, it's about truly ensuring that the business is successful. So we can continue to buy the services that, and, that we do have for our businesses. Mm. Yeah, you, you you spoke that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, she spoke that one. I mean that that's a great way to go into the next question. Or really, I want to allow you know each of you, you know our guests, to really share you know something on, on this conversation. You know from your view, your experience, whatever it is, or something maybe you want to educate our listeners and, and those who are tuning in on what they can, you know, to help change that narrative. Of why don't we support black businesses 
And with that, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Ian and Rose. Well, um, for me, I think that we really need to change our mindset, right? Mm -hmm. About number one, as we discussed before, we have to think about what support means to you, mm -hmm. what support means to me, right? Um, moving on from there, we also have to, as a people, know how to run a business. As Kimberly mm -hmm. said earlier, it's not everyone that says, okay, I want to run a business is really conditioned to do it. It's right. not everyone cannot be an entrepreneur. And I know it sounds really great on Instagram, like, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm running my business, <laughs> but you have to be built different to yes. be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong. I know a lot of people speak against the nine to five, but I tell my clients all the time, there is nothing wrong with having a nine to five. Mm -hmm. If if that's what sustains you, supports you, you're happy with doing that, then do that. Don't let anyone convince you to be an entrepreneur. As far as supporting Black businesses, as Kimberly says, no, we're not going to coddle. Right. We're not going to coddle anyone. However, I think when we do correct them, we do need to correct them in love. I would correct anyone in love the first time. Mm -hmm. The second time, I'm going all the way up. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Yeah. Yes, I can do it. Okay, baby, let's make it better. And then the next time, nothing happens. And you know, you have to also be consumers. Also, we have to be wise. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, just okay. They're a minority business. Let me continue to support them. We have to be wise, but we have to let them know, or we should let them know why you're no longer getting my support. Right. And right. I do feel like as a community, we are very strong. And if we there is enough room at the table for all of us to eat, for all of us to be great. And just with the support from the if we get support from the ones who actually know how to do business, mm -hmm. like I don't know Kimberly, but I would love to have someone like that on right. my team or my team, someone like that I can bounce ideas from. Mm -hmm. You know, um, someone like, hey, Cam, you know, this happened today. Um, what do you think? Right. You know, and she can do the same for me. I do that all day, every day with my husband. Sometimes he gets annoyed, but we won't. I got you. I got you. And, and I think, though, what you just said, Rosemary, uh, Rose, is, is important because even though, you know, on our platform, you know, Two Mics Up is all about educating, empowering, and impacting uh -huh. our community. And one of the things that we don't do, and I tell a lot of people, we have to learn how to barter. Barter, a lot of times, is your first step to sales. And just in what you say, you know, I've had the pleasure over the last year and a half, I've met so many talented individuals. But the biggest thing is, now, once you know what the other person does as a business and you have an understanding, now you have a free, one, you have a free salesperson that can go out and talk freely about your business and what you do. Oh, we all have networks. And so yeah. I say, oh, you know, hey, I'm looking for somebody that that does software development or, you know, I, I want to I'm trying to find somebody that maybe is an author. Oh, OK. Well, you know what? I got a network for you. I got two people that I just had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with. Now I know what you do. And the barter part that I tell people, though, but you have to take ownership in bartering. I'll reach out to Kim mm -hmm. or I'll reach out to Ian and Rose and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to send you someone. But now it's between you and I because now yeah. I'm, I'm giving you business. And if that person comes back to me, hey, well, you know, 
Kimberly didn't do this or that. Well, I'm gonna go, hey Kim, what's going on? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because because by doing that though, now we're building a, an understanding and a network that is built on trust and understanding. And in return, though, by me holding you accountable, it should pay off for me down the road. And I'm just sharing that with people because it's worked for, in this last year and a half. We've grown so much just by doing that. And I think a lot of us have to understand the first steps of sales. And I call that bartering. But I'm going to be quiet. And Kim, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> you know, please share, share you know, uh, your thoughts and your views uh, or, or, or opinions. Yeah, I think the, the one thing that we have to understand, too, as consumers, when it comes to our business that, you, you know, first of all, you can't you got to get the change the mindset, which, you know, we've been talking a lot about this evening. But that mindset is that you have to realize that we don't it's not about us owing you something. And I think that's the biggest thing that I found when um, we have people come into our businesses as black owners. They it's this attitude that we owe you something because we're black. We do not mm -hmm. owe you mm -hmm. anything because we're black. We are business people. We are here in our communities providing services and products that you may need and that everybody may need. But you have to learn to value who we are. You have to learn to respect that um, what our business is here for is, you know, is to support our community. That's the reason why we're open. It's not always just based on the fact that you're black. Now, the, yes, there are some products and services that are based specifically for black people. But the key is, is I think that when that mindset changes, and that attitude changes, and you realize that we are like any other business, then you will have no problem with coming in and um, paying the cost for what it, for whatever it is that you're purchasing, whether it's a product or whether it's a service. And then, you know, you'll continue to, to come back to us as long as you value and you believe that we are providing you what you're asking for. And I think that's what all of these people in our community need to get to that mindset is that stop asking and thinking that we owe you something. Mm. And it's not that we don't appreciate the support, but we have businesses that cannot survive off of, well, can you bargain with me every five minutes? We can't right. do that. You can't right. be in business and constantly bargain. Um, so I think that's the most important thing to understand when it comes to being in business and getting the support. Um, but you know, in, in return, uh, I agree with uh, what you were just saying um, in reference to the fact that we, you know, in order for us to help each other as businesses, we definitely want to be able to uh, communicate with each other and bring each other businesses because that is a part of bartering and that helps us grow. And and it is our responsibility to ensure that we do what we say we're going to do. Uh, so, you know, um, that's really what I think is all that needs to be said. And I just think that the key is, is that um, just respect us. Just realize at the end of the day, you know, the color green is what I see. I don't, I don't, I can't look at the okay. color because, you know, everybody that walks through my doors or anybody I talk to, when you want to write a book or you want to start a podcast show, what does it got to do with your color? Yeah, and if right. we stop and if we learn to quit labeling each other, we would not yeah. have half the problems that we have in our communities. Facts on that one. Well, right. ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing episode. And before we close out, I want to allow our guests to go ahead and leave any information that they like where they can be reached, where they can be found, anything that you're working on that's coming up. And, you know, I'm going to start with Kim. Kim, could you go ahead and just let us know what you got on you, 
on your slate and where our listeners and watchers can find you? Well, sure. Um, you can reach me anytime at Kimberly WSBILC at gmail.com. You can look at my website at www.wsbilc.com. But most people always reach out to me and they find me consistently on my podcast show, which is your resource for success podcast, which is every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, like I said, right on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you know, that's the easiest way to find me. If you're truly interested in wanting to know how you can become a success and you want to find ways to catapult your voice as a woman or as a man or, or in any business you want to do and you're looking to uh, write a book and like I said, or want to start a podcast, please reach out to me because my goal is to ensure that you have that opportunity to realize how important that your voice is. Thank you oh, so much, Kim. Love it, love and, it. Uh, yeah. Ian, Kim, I was just looking it up as you were saying it. I want to keep you on the network, girl. Thank you. We definitely need to talk. I definitely yeah. need to talk. I love that. I love your website. The the ideas about the sales portion of it. I have never heard anybody talk about how a website is supposed to be developed in that way. So that is phenomenal, and definitely need to talk more. Yes, definitely. I was taking all notes. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, Rose, please share your information for our audience and those who are watching where they can find you and what you are both working on and what you have coming up next. Okay, so actually, um, <laughs> what you're asking me to do was going to be my, my um, follow-up to what we were just talking about. It is okay. perfectly in sync, okay? So um, one of the ways that uh, we are expanding network is by hosting networking events. Mm -hmm. um, we do have an event space. It's called BB Oasis at the Zen Garden. And on June 5th, we're going to be having a networking event titled Networking and Chill. So we're basically going to um, have a whole bunch of different entrepreneurs. It's also open to the public to come, bring all promotional items, and what we're going to do is have a super huge fireside chat. Uh, we're going to sit around, eat, drink, lounge around. But we are encouraging entrepreneurs to come with their business in their mouth. And that should probably be the, the highlight of their <laughs> night, the only thing they want to talk about that night, as it is a networking event that will be open um, to everyone. Okay. Awesome. Um, the, the thing that I, I want people to take advantage of with BBC Firm is the fact that we are offering a lot of value on the free end in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Free website analysis, free consultation. Um, we are big believers that if you build it, they will come. We're big believers in, in helping other people. We're big believers in our motto, building better businesses. Mm. Your business is our business. Okay. And what we want to do is have everyone close their eyes, relive yeah. their dreams, and have us sitting right there next to you so we can help you manifest that in the physical, oh. right? And that's that's our driver, that's our goal. And with that, we bring tons and tons of education. We don't keep it to ourselves. So when you walk away, you felt as if this is something you did yourself yeah. with just a little bit of our assistance. You can find me at Ian W. Burke on Instagram, also Ian W. Burke on uh, Facebook. And same for my, my wife, Rose. You can find us at BBC Firm um, on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure. I yeah. also want you, ladies and gentlemen, to 
to um, check out my Instagram. And if you have any questions regarding um, relationships and communication, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Um, I'm qualified by the fact that I was blessed with discerning spirit, and I don't tell people what to do. What I do is I offer perspectives and have people choose the right decision that's good for them. All right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we just add yeah. that mm-hmm. not only is he qualified, like he said, but he's also certified. He's oh, a oh, certified. Okay. Person. Okay. That's <laughs> right, no, that's real important. That's real important. Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> the balance, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. Uh, we've been blessed to have another amazing episode. I hope you enjoy. You know, we have, and I, before we close out, I just want to take a minute um, to thank our sponsors who have uh, support two mics up, Next Level Keys, Riddick Entertainment, TD3 Insurance Agency, Regina Leggett, our Legal Show Independent Associate, and our newest sponsor, DJ Coco Brown. Stay tuned. We'll have more information from them and about them in our future episodes. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners, as always, you can follow Two Mics Up online at www.twomicsup.com. And you can follow us across social media, uh, our social media platform, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Two Mics Up. If you're watching, hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification. Yeah. Check us out next Thursday with a brand new live. You don't want to miss it. The last couple of have been pray for Dame. I've been in trouble for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in trouble. You know, hashtag pray for Dame. Keep praying for me because Lord knows I need it. Thank you all again. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed. Mike's out. It was a pleasure, guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. <laughs>